The Torah teaches us that if a person steals an ox or a sheep, he shechts it or he sells it, then he needs to pay five times as much for each ox and four times for each sheep. Says Rashi, Rabbi says, look how much Hashem is concerned for the honor, for the dignity of people. The ox that was walking by itself, so the Ganav didn't have any extra disgrace and embarrassment because of it. He didn't have to carry it on his shoulder, so he has to pay five. On the other hand, the sheep that he had to carry on his shoulder, he only has to pay four because he was embarrassed by it. Amr Abmeir Abmeir said, come and see how much how great is the power of work. The ox that caused the person a bitul malacha that he couldn't do work. So therefore he has to pay five. On the other hand, the sheep that didn't cause the owner any loss of work, he only has to pay four. So the Rebbe asks, first of all, why does Rashi need to give us two reasons for the difference between the shoyer and the seh? Number two, we need to understand why is it relevant to say the names of the Hanoim that said these differences. As we know, usually Rashi will only say it if it somehow adds in the explanation. The Rebbe also asks, it says, Omar Rab Meir, Rab Meir said. Now the word Omar Rab Meir, instead of Rab Meir Oimer, makes it sound like there's no machloikas. Rab Meir Oimer would have been that he's arguing with Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. Omar Rab Meir sounds like he's just adding another point. But here, seemingly not only are they giving two different reasons, but they're even giving two opposite reasons. Why? According to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, it sounded like the main knas was he should have paid five times. We're taking off one time for the sheep because of the disgrace the Ganav had. According to the mayor, it sounds like the main canal should have been four. We're adding an extra time for the ox because of the loss of work. Now, seemingly, the reason for the order that Rashi brings is because Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who says five is the main knas, will fit more with the Pshute Shal Mikra because the Pasuk actually starts off with speaking about paying five rather than four. But if that's the case, why do we even need to have Rabbi Meir's opinion at all? <coughs> so the Rebbe says the explanation is, because the real problem over here is, if the main knas is five for the Ganav, and we are only taking off one because of the sheep, that he had a disgrace and embarrassment, why should the person who was stolen from lose out on this extra time just because the Ganav ended up being disgraced? What is the nigna of the person who was stolen from gaining from the embarrassment that the Ganav had? And this is why Rashi brings it up Mayor's Pirush, that really what the nigna of the person who was stolen from deserves is in the first place, from the outset, he only deserves four, according to Rab Mayor. We're only adding one time for the shoyer, for the ox, because he may, because there was a loss of work. In other words, that really there's no machloikas over here at all between Rab Yochan and Ben Zakai and Rab Meir as far as the main knas is concerned. They're just speaking from different perspectives. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is speaking about that the punishment for the Ganav, he deserves a punishment of five. Sometimes we take off one because of his embarrassment that he had to schlep around the sheep. Rabbi Meir is speaking about from the other perspective. How much does the person who was stolen from, how much does he deserve? He deserves usually what he would have deserved is four. We're going to add an extra time for the ox because there was a loss of work. We're going to add an extra time. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand the order of these two Pirushim. Because the first thing is we're going to be taking from the Ganav, then we're going to give the money to the person who was stolen from. So first of all, we're speaking from the perspective of the Ganav, and that's the first opinion, that the Ganav really, in essence, needs to be paying five. And then we speak about what Rabbi Meir explains, that now the other person is going to get the money, and as far as that person is concerned, really, how much he deserves is usually four.
Says the Rebbe, now we can start understanding the reason why the names are brought. The Gemara actually and the Medrash, before bringing this, uh, these two opinions of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakeh and Rabbi Meir, the Gemara speaks about another thing of the difference between a Ganev and a Gazlan. We know that a Ganev is a person that steals in hiding, a Gazlan robs in the open, a Ganev usually has to pay double and sometimes four or five, and the Gazlan always just pays the principal. So the Talmudim of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakeh ask him, why is the Torah more strict with a Ganev than the Gazlan? So he explains because the Ganev is in a certain sense equating the, the Gazlin, sorry, is equating the servant and the master, meaning people and Hashem, he doesn't care about everyone equally, he's stealing out in the open, whereas the Ganev is showing that he cares about people, he thinks that people could see him, and he thinks that Hashem can see him, and that's why he's stealing from people, and he doesn't really, he's not really taking into consideration the fact that Hashem sees him. Amar Ab Meir, Ab Meir gives a marshal of two people that made a feast, and one of them invites all the people of the city <coughs> and does not invite the people of the, the children of the king, the princes, and the other one does not invite either one. And again, we can imagine who, is be, who would get a bigger punishment. Now, what's the difference between these two statements of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai and Rabbi Meir's marshal? So the Rebbe says, it's a similar idea to what we spoke about. According to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, the main concern is that this Ganev is lacking fear of Hashem. And therefore, we're speaking about mainly the problem of the Ganev. And whereas in the marshal that Abmeir says about inviting the, everyone else besides the children of the king, what are we speaking of here? We're speaking about the fact that he's giving more honor to the other people rather than the children of the king. In other words, what we're taking into consideration over here is not only the, the problem that the Ganev himself has, but we're also speaking about what the other person lost out, like the princes not being able to come to the feast or that the other people in the city are getting more respect by coming to the feast. And this is, again, the same idea that according to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakeh, we're mainly focusing on what the Ganev has done wrong or not. According to Rabbi Meir, we're also taking into consideration what the person who was stolen from, what did he lose out or not? Says the Rebbe, this will also explain why according to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakeh, again, looking at the Ganev, the main punishment is five. According to Rabbi Meir, the main punishment is four. According to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakeh, was speaking about the main wrong was his lack of a Munah in Hashem. So we're mainly focusing on his terrible crime and therefore his punishment is five. According to Rabbi Meir, that we're looking at the person who was stolen from, well, in a certain case, we just said that the person he's stealing from, he's giving actually more honor and respect than to Hashem. And therefore, we he sort of, he gets less of a punishment as far as the nigna of his powers, the person who he's paying to is concerned because he had, yes, he stole from him, but he also gave him some honor in a certain sense. He's respecting him. And therefore, there's some of that payment is taken off. Says the Rebbe, up until here, we explained how the Machloikasen, not the Machloikasen, the statements of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakir Rabbi Meir fit also with other things they speak about Gneva with the Ganav and the Gazlan. But the Rebbe said it'll be even more Geshmak if we could see the Svar of this Machloikas, how this plays out and fits with other areas and Shas as well of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakir Rabbi Meir. So the Rebbe discusses each one individually. As far as Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai is concerned, so the first the Rebbe asks some questions. Why is it that the Torah makes this difference only by selling and shechting, not right as soon as the Gneva happens? You should say as soon as the Gneva happens, it depends what you're going to steal, how much you have to pay. Number two, the Rebbe says, we spoke about disgrace, the fact that he has to carry the sheep, etc. But if Gneva is done in hiding, if the whole point of stealing is done in hiding, then no one even saw it. So what kind of disgrace was there? Also, why is it relevant the statement that he starts off with of how much Hashem is concerned with the 
honor of the creation. So the Rebbe explains that the truth of the matter is that at the time of the theft, there wasn't any bizoyin, there wasn't any embarrassment as well, because as we said, no one actually saw him. The disgrace is actually going to happen when they come to Bastin, and now they start discussing, oh, there was a sheep or an ox, etc., etc. And now everyone finds out what happened. So the Rebbe says, why didn't this happen by the Gneva, right by the stealing itself? Because at the time of the stealing, when this needs to be assessed, we don't actually even care what the item was. All we're concerned about was the actual worth of it. It doesn't even matter if it was a living thing or not. It's only if there was shechting or selling, this is when we're suddenly going to be concerned, whether it's a sheep or an ox, and that's why here is going to be the place we're going to make the difference and say that we're going to take off one time because of the sheep. Now you might ask if that's the case and there wasn't even such a great embarrassment, no one even saw him. And this is why Rashi says, <laughs> and that who says this is Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. We know that Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai specifically was so concerned with Kavad Abriyos, the Gemara says that no one ever greeted him first, even a guy in the marketplace. He was always the one that greeted everyone first, and that's why he's the one that's concerned over here with Kavad Abriyos. Now as far as Rabbi Meir is concerned, again, first with some questions. Why does Rashi start off with the words, Kama Godol And why is it even relevant how much the power of work is, is important? And, and seemingly, it's an obvious thing that you have to pay for the fact that he had a loss of work. And therefore the Rebbe explains that Alpip Shat were not actually speaking about the loss of the profits that he had from not having the socks. That obviously he has to pay for. Here we're saying another Chiddush, that he actually has to pay for the fact that he couldn't do work. In other words, not the profit, but the fact that right now he's 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 unemployed in a certain sense. Well, with his own work. He can't do his own work. And this is what Rashi is saying. Working itself is so important that even though he paid him already all the losses for his profits, he still has to pay him for the actual fact that he couldn't be doing work. Now, you might ask, plowing with that ox is only in very, very limited times, and also if he shechted it, it couldn't even do any work at all. And this is why Rashi brings it to the name of Rabbi Meir, because we know Rabbi Meir was usually concerned even with the minority of cases and, and things, and therefore he has to pay even for those things that maybe couldn't have even done so much work at all. Now that Rabbi moves on in Pnimi Yisrael where Rabbi Yochanan Menzakeh speaks about this idea that the Ganav is making it out as if a Kavayochel Hashem can see. So Rabbi Yochanan Menzakeh brings for this three psukim. He first brings a posuk, that there's those people that say that are, that are doing things in the dark and think that Hashem can see. And then Rashi, the Gemara brings another Pasuk, they say that Hashem cannot see, cannot understand. And another Pasuk, they say that Hashem had abandoned the earth and Hashem cannot see. Now, first of all, isn't this an obvious thing that Hashem could see? Why do we even need Psukim? Why do we need three Psukim? Also, the order that the Gemara goes seemingly is a different order than the order in Tanakh. And the Rebbe says the explanation is that we're speaking about a person that actually believes that Hashem has an eye and Hashem can see. So why does he think that Hashem can see? And this is what he's bringing these three psukim for. The first thing he brings a pasuk is that Hashem, he thinks that a person, Hashem can see in the dark. Well, how can a person be so silly to think that? So this is why the next pasuk comes along and says, because he thinks that Hashem cannot see things down here in this world. In other words, in Gashmi's, Hashem doesn't have Gashmi's eyes. But how can a person think such a silly thing? And this is what the third Pasuk is coming to explain because he thought, thinks that Hashem is so high and so exalted that Hashem completely abandoned the earth. And this is also the Seder of the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara cannot start immediately completely rebelling against Hashem. So he goes with a certain order. First he starts saying that Hashem 
is so removed that his glory is only up in the heavens. Then he tries to make the person rebel even more and saying that Hashem is here, but he cannot see, he cannot supervise. And then he comes and says even more that even if Hashem could see, Gashmi is the things, but he cannot see things in the dark, meaning things that are opposite of Kedusha. And finally, the Rebbe finishes off with another point about the feast that Rebbe Meir is speaking about in the case of the Ganev. And the Rebbe says that what we said, that really, once we catch the Ganev, there's no question about it that the Ganev does tshuva. And right now he's in a state of, as the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, transforming the darkness into light. And this is the ultimate greatest Nachas Ruach that Hashem has, as the Alter Rebbe says, I'm making for me delicacies that once we take the dark and we turn into light, in the case of the Ganev, that of course he regretted what he did already and he's paying back for everything and so on. So this was Eichel the Surah of Leviosa and Bekarev Mamash.